I mean, I mean, nowadays Nick can send, uh, you know, his new prodigy Maki Ito after people. So nice. <laughs> She's the best. She really is. Was it one of He tweets like, oh, "I'm back in America. Five guys, motherfuckers." <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that was the, yeah, that was the one where like, kind of, she tweeted something with like a and hid the photo behind a spoiler click, and then just went, "Me and five guys." And all these like, <laughs> horny bastards like, oh, and it was like her sat there eating a Five Guys burger. <laughs> Welcome to the Conquistables. Tonight, the Conquistables are heading to London, but not for Heat Magazine, but for NXT TakeOver London. Stepping off the coach tonight. The Lone Wolf, Ewan Taylor. Samoa, Cameron Phillips. No Flips, just Phil Doyle. And Hot Sauce, Jordi Milburn. Only tonight on The Conquistables. Is Al here? Yes. Al's here. I'm shocked. Yes, <laughs> that's not very nice. You're the one that was late. Because no, last time he last time he was like uh, he was booked for this night because it was uh, an NXT show or something. Eight balls not around this week, is he? <laughs> no, he's not. He's not around <laughs> this week though. <laughs> no biker meetings tonight. Eight balls serving some time in the pen. <laughs> it's been um, it's been quite a quiet week this week. There we go. Just the three motor show, motorcycle shows, that just you know, running around, scaring. See, when I see when I picture Al's motorcycle bike gang, I'm picturing the gang from Police Academy Two. <laughs> well, it's not my gang; it's my friend's gang. I just went right. there, you know, just 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 went along. Yes, but, uh, someone else is someone else is there who's in charge, and you're just like one of the other guys in the background. I'm imagine yeah, yeah. it's like Al's Al's the Rock in the early days of the Nation, and there's the one oh. guy there's Farouk. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually. You tried yeah, to say there was a, a jazz piece of music played every time I went in the door. Yeah. Right, before we end up getting um, having to get like lawyers for litigation, uh, what what did we watch this month? <laughs> I forget it's my choice, isn't it? I I did a choice. You did a choice, Phil, yes. I done did a choice. And I picked to continue the the London theme. Uh, for the AEW show, which is definitely going to have CM Punk on the show, isn't it? Isn't it, guys? Isn't it? Uh, yeah, gonna have CM Punk. I think it's going to have CM Punk and Ace Steel versus the rest of the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be like, like a match from WCW with Hulk Hogan and yeah. Manny Howard took on the rest of the locker room? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the triple decker steel cage match with CM Punk and Ace Steel versus. You know, different levels of different people. The elite will be waiting at the top of the very smallest cage for them. Yeah, he does. He does pick some hills to die on this old punk, doesn't he? Oh uh, fuck me! He's going to get he's a TV show like basically made for you with everything <laughs> kind of done as you want it. But no, yep. that guy who bit Kenny Omega, I want him. Oh, you can't. Never mind. I'm going to yeah, walk out. It's just he's such a pissy. Just I just don't have any time for him, really, to be honest. <laughs> He is a gigantic bell end, essentially. He mm-hmm. was the best in the world. He was. Well, he was, <laughs> yeah. But you, you've got to kind of basically look at it now. And you know when he walked out of WWE in 2014, you're kind of yeah. thinking, is there a reason why Vince didn't really rush to get him back? 
Maybe <laughs> this. Yeah, it's probably this. Vince um, is looking at a lot of things. You know, he's obviously you know a sexual pest and a potential rapist. Yeah. But what he, he what, uh, on a positive, he's like really good. Well, most of the time, he's really good at picking a locker room. And yeah, unless that person's making money, maybe I'll qualify by that. Unless that person's making like making them a lot of money, then he'll tend to like if they're not pulling their weight, they tend to get out of there out the door. Unless you're kind of you know, yeah, some people That's in the nineties, but like. Yeah, as soon as you're like causing trouble and you're not making money, you know, you're pretty yeah. much out the door straight away, aren't you? And they... I mean, well, I mean, AW Collision is basically the island of misfit toys. <laughs> is it Andrade, Miro? Yeah, Andrade, Miro, uh, FTR, Punk. Thunder Rosa. Yep. So just get all the bad eggs in the one basket and see what happens. I did, I did like the poster that was basically the Monday Nitro um, colour scheme. That made me laugh. <laughs> Someone's clearly not up in about five minutes. Yep. But anyway, in this CM Punk talk, yes, we've got um, other I we've got other pieces of shit to talk about. There we go. So we're doing NXT. Oh, for God's sake! There we go. <laughs> I'm all set now. So, uh, yeah, returning to the uh, what were the back on track? Uh, the theme of wrestling in London. Because of the AEW show coming later in the year, um, I picked NXT TakeOver colon London. For the first time ever, this December, NXT takes over the UK. You jeopardize his future. You jeopardize my future. We were that retribution. Emma, see you in London. I was this close to realizing my dream. When I get my hands on Baron Corbin, I'm gonna break him. I take over London, Apollo Nation falls. Everyone knows my story. Everyone knows that I've had to scratch and claw to get to this NXT Women's Championship, and I've had to beat the very best. You have been lucky that I didn't get here sooner. Because if I did, you would have never been NXT Women's Champion. See you in London, Bailey. You know, walking into London, I realized I may have invoked something that most people fear. Joe thinks he knows who I am. But in London, Joe's going to see a side of Finn Balor that he never knew existed. But know this, then I'm a 100% complete, total monster. Hooray! NXT takes over your colon, what? Yes, <laughs> NXT takes over colon London. Uh, the show that no. came from the uh, SSC Arena yep, on December 16th, 2015. Yeah, so Wembley, um, Wembley Arena, not Wembley Stadium, eh? No. Oh, no. sorry. No, hey, 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 hey WWE from flipping how long ago? Eight yeah. years ago? Take that. There you go. Most you know, it used to have a swimming pool in there. <laughs> Did they? It was. It was used for the 1948 Olympics in London. Wow. That is I, a, did that my, was... I did, did my research before we did this uh, little thing. I know, you, I know you like your dark matches, Al, but Christ, one's from 1948. It's a little bit before the event in question. <laughs> that is a deep cut Alan fact for this match. Well, I've already mentioned the, um, what was it, the uh, 
the WCW show there from 1991 yep. or something. Yeah. Yep. Wow. <laughs> that is beautiful. So it's suppose in honour of that, I probably should mention some um, dark matches. Well, they weren't technically dark matches. It was like an NXT taping beforehand. Yeah, they were taped for NXT TV. Well, yeah. being a broadcast journalist, I've watched it. Oh, did you? Oh, wow. Was it a good show? Nobody else watched it. No, no because we're not oh, good broadcast oh, journalists. Oh. By surprise, there, haven't I? Um, <laughs> you did. Yes, ah. it was a three three match show, um, and it was a, was a four man elimination, four team elimination. No, not elimination. Just a four team tag corners match. That's the word I'm looking for. I can't get me words. Yeah. Um, and I, what I quite liked is I recognised everybody. You know, they all kind <laughs> of most of them went on to do things. There was. Um, mm-hmm. Chad Gable, uh, Jason Jordan, yeah, Kurt yeah, Angle's yeah. son. There was um, the Wonder Villains. Um, I keep calling them, it's not Alpha Academy, American Academy, is that it? American Academy, yeah. Alpha. Oh, American Alpha. Oh, American, American Alpha, sorry, yep. Yeah. And the um, thingy, what they call High Pros. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, is that, is yeah. that the four? I think that's the four, isn't it? Blake and Murphy was the other team with Alexa oh, Bliss. Oh, Blake and Murphy, that's the one, yeah. I didn't yeah. know who Blake was, I'll be honest with you. Is he the one who was naughty and got sacked? Yes. And then Murphy's the one who's uh, in the House of Black in AEW at the moment. Yeah, he's in the Correct. House of Black in AEW. Yeah. 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 He, was, like, he was on the verge of having a really good run with the Forgotten Sons and was quite a good little gimmick. And then he completely ruined it for everybody and just got himself over. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, our commentary team uh, is very much of the times. It's uh, Rich Brennan, Corey Graves, and Byron Saxton. Now, I'm going to say something controversial here. I did mm-hmm. not hate Corey Graves on the show. I fucking detest him nowadays. This is like early Corey Graves when he's not being quite so overtly a character. Correct. And also, I was like, they did, I don't think they even introduced the team. And I was like, I recognize Corey Graves, but the other guys, I kind of like forgot who they were. And then I realized they're actually the banner on top of the um, SoundCloud page. Yes, they are. The three of them with Kevin Owens on commentary, and Corey Graves is really trying hard not to laugh so much because <laughs> Kevin Owens is causing such chaos. Indeed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. Can, I just, yeah. But, can I finish off the dark match lineup? We only have one. Can. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, oh, God. Uh, the other two are quite, uh, quite interesting, actually. It, it features the debut of some bloke called Elias Sampson. Oh, Ezekiel's brother. Um, so I've no idea. Again, he was called Samson, but that's obviously Vince McMahon can't have people yeah. with two names. That's just yeah. ridiculous. Anyone yeah, that. Never. Uh, he, he beat someone called Bull Dempsey, which I'm not familiar who he oh, was. Oh, yeah, I remember Bull Dempsey. Was good. I like uh, Bull. He was like, what they call, he, was, he was like the last of a dying breed or whatever they called him. Yes, that was And then towards family. the end, his gimmick was he was like a, um, a pra- practitioner of um, bull fit. Oh, God, that's right. God, I love the bullfit stuff. That was great. All the crowd oh. attached and bullfit when it came to the ring. It was brilliant. We had this, we <laughs> had this for an, on the air for that NXT at this time was actually really, really fun. Well, yeah. Elias would win with a top rope elbow, a match man elbow. Nice. Mm-hmm. And your main event was a return in Sammy, La- uh, Sammy Lane. Sammy Zayn even, <laughs> who had a very long injury layoff, apparently. He did, this was yep. his yes. first match he- uh, back defeating Ty Dillinger. Because he it debuted not, against Cena, did his shoulder in, and then he was off for a long time. Was it yeah. not both so- shoulders he did in? I think so, yeah. I think it was double surgery he had. He had one then the other in quick succession, if I remember yeah, right. he was out for a long time, wasn't he? Yeah, he was out for a good, I think about eight months. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a yeah. good time, because I was going to kind of lay down a little bit of context for you boys around this All time. Right. Oh, sorry, one more question. 
Who does the commentary for NXT, or who would be doing the usual show's commentary back then? It's the three that were on the show, so it's Rich Brennan, Cody Grace, and Grayson, Baron yeah, Saxton. Yeah. No, I quite enjoyed the commentary as well, so that's, that's the only reason. Rich Brennan was really, really good. Oh, I do yeah. go. I do go. Yeah, because the, um, the show starts with a Triple H promo. Um, oh, yes. Because it's Triple H, isn't it? And then... An hour later. Sunday night, I got my ass kicked. It isn't the first time, and it sure as hell won't be the last time. But I'd have had him been dead if you didn't think I was coming here to be with you tonight. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's a two-hour show, so about half an hour in is when the actual wrestling starts yeah. and once Trips finishes. Because um, he mentions about halfway through about getting beaten up. I've got the quote. I've got the quote. Sunday night, I got my ass kicked. It won't be the first time, and it won't be the last time. I wrote beside that. Funny how relevant those words are in 2023. Yes. Uh, But he's actually referring to uh, TLC, which was the weekend before, where he was duffed up by Roman Reigns. He was. And then that would lead up to him entering the Royal Rumble um, and defeating, or winning the Rumble to win the title, and then going up against Reigns in the next... WrestleMania, which was that, 31? Oh, God, was that what that one? A, uh, what a great man event. 31. But more I importantly, at WrestleMania... 32, I think it might have been. Yeah, 32. Uh, at that WrestleMania is when AJ Styles debuted. That's right. And the Rumble. In the Rumble, yeah, he came out yeah, yeah. too, I think. I remember that, because I was in a, I was a bar yeah. with, uh, with Lisa and watching it live, and I marked out when he came out. We mm-hmm. were all in um, somewhere in Glasgow, weren't we? We were in Walkabout in Glasgow, yeah. yes. We <laughs> were. That's right. So, like, the main, so really, like, on WWE, the main time, it, it, it's during that period where WWE's trying to push Reigns as this kind of monster heel, and the crowd just aren't buying it. Yep. Like, they're all kind of turning against him, they're all him. Um, so I think the main product, people were kind of being, not forced away from the main product, but you kind of, you know, kind of hardcore wrestling fans weren't interested, and they all seemed to turn to NXT. That's why I did. Over the kind of the previous year or so, which is why they kind of got to the point where, like, you know, they were taking it abroad, and it was doing, like, you know, good numbers on the, on the, on the, um, on the network and that sort of stuff. So well, it's an interesting little time, I think, where this, I think, NXT's in a bit of a transition period. We'll, probably, we'll touch on that as we go through the show. Because I think a lot of people on here kind of move on in the next kind of six yeah. months. I mean, I, so. just, I was saying to you before we started recording, um, when it was just me and him on the chat, it was uh, it's nice to watch a show. I know the theory is that you obviously 2015's not maybe retrospective enough, not looking at anyone in particular at um, <laughs> it would possibly be saying that. that. You could, you could um, possibly say that. But um, it was usually when we do shows for Conquistadors, you kind of sit there and go, oh, look, that's that wrestler. Whatever happened to him? Oh, dead. And then it's it's nice to watch a show where you're like, oh, yeah, they're still doing stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, it, is, it, is, it is still a show which is indicative, as you say, of a certain time frame. Because mm-hmm. we are yeah. very much, we are four years away from the genesis of AEW. Mm-hmm. So it's really just WWE being the only show in town. Maybe a little bit of Impact Wrestling, but I think Impact's kind of tailing off around about this time. Impact at this time is not in a good state. Is it imploding? But not kind of it's imploding badly at this point in time. Is this not like the Jeff Jarrett Global Force Wrestling kind of era? Coming up, we just came off the Aces and Eights storyline. Which is Oof. probably the, one of the best things they did at that time. Um, that's a word for it, yeah. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> to be fair, storyline-wise, it was quite good. But um, anyway, but yeah, I, I, I was enjoying this from the point of view of like you can kind of track people's careers, yeah, you know, totally. sort of yep. fairly recently. Because I think it's not long after this. I guess it must be in the next year that Adam Cole moves across onto yes. NXT, and then, you know, we kind of get into that next kind of what's it, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, um, and just kind of, yeah, that kind of yep. era. So it's 
you've had the kind of the initial kind of burst of NXT, which is like uh, you know, Sami Zayn and um, Pac always kind of reminds me of that kind of early period. We've got like, you know, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think the, the first match that really kind of turned me on to NXT was that was it three, two out three falls with Cesaro and Sami Zayn. Yes, yes, that, that, match that was the one that rocks. seemed to kind of get a real kind of like you know fire like a bit of heat underneath it, and that kind of brought people into the just as the network was kind of starting up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's an yes. interesting period. Okay, obviously, it's just before like like um, I think it's about two, three years before. Well, when was all in or all out, whatever it's called? What was it? Uh, twenty eighteen. So you got about mm. three years before all out. Yeah, all, yeah. So it's very in, much yeah. a time all when in. like. <laughs> Regal and Triple H were going around independence and just trying to get the the best people possible into the into the into the program. So yeah, but yeah, I so say that's what it does. And this NXT at this time was always the buffer zone for independent stars mm-hmm. to be, you know, um, coming across into WWE before they were let loose on television. Yeah. Um, whereas now it's like, um, you know, it, it, now in NXT your main event is like, oh, here's a former football player and here's a former basketball player. We've kind of tried to teach them how to wrestle. Yeah, and then Rick Steiner's son. Yeah, and then pretty much Rick Steiner's son, but we won't give him the name Steiner. No, because why would you do that? Well, well, he can wear his trunks, but he can't actually have his name. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it does feel like... Hat, does he? Nope. No. <laughs> he just looks, for all the world, like a young Rick Steiner. Pretty oh, yeah. Much, yeah. And you know exactly who his dad is, and it's just like kind of going, wow, and then... Let's just, can we just not... Can we just have his name, please? That would make it much easier for the commentary team. Yeah. Well, is he even yes. allowed a surname? He's called no, Brock Breaker. Oh, well, that'll be gone once he's in the main roster. No, you'll, just be, you'll just be Braun. No, it's a Breaker. Yeah, Breaker, yeah. But yeah, this was like... Um, I think at this point, NXT, like whilst it was a developmental brand, essentially, yeah. I think you know, it, was still be like, it, it was bordering on being like a third brand for them. Like it was... well. They did the NXT did their tour of the UK and myself and Lisa went to the house show at the Hydro and it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it was it was very much like I think probably by like, you know, the year or the year after, it was definitely like its its own separate thing. Like going up to the main roster wasn't necessarily the best thing that could happen to you if you were on NXT. Yep. Um and it's only really since they did the kind of rainbow logo and they changed it, you know, just before COVID was it, when they tried to put it against NXT. Like that seemed yep. to win it kind of went back to being like pure developmental, which probably hurt it a great deal but anyway i was reading i was reading a bit of sorry you know i'll be quick i was was in an interview with alexander wolf oh yeah formerly of imperium um and he was saying apparently a lot of people in nxt around about that sort of time and maybe even a little bit later were absolutely petrified of getting put up to the main roster and they really didn't want to do it because in nxt your hotel bills and everything that were taken care of and your accommodation was taken care of and your transport was taken care of you earned a lot less than you were in the main roster but everything was pretty much laid on for you you know Mm. you you know they made sure you were fed all right and all this kind of stuff whereas as soon as you went out to the main roster they upped your wages but it's like going oh no you organize all that shit now yeah and it was just like you had to make we talked about that a few times when he was doing his podcast about how like you know, it was meant to be like they they tried to to kind of get people just to, just to, to, to support them more than anything else. Yeah, and there was yeah, so it was very much kind of like um not a, not a different world, but it was kind of like hived off and kind of let to be its own thing because there wasn't it much was like, when people went over. Yeah, when it people was... went over, there wasn't really kind of like it was very rare. Like the person's kind of um you know character would kind of carry over from one to mm-hmm. the other. Really, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. There'll be there'll be a lot of examples coming up of people that are maybe 
went to the main roster and got completely wasted. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes, yeah, so let's let's kick into it. So we get Triple H out of the way. We all yep. wake up and kind of shake shake the shake the uh, the sleep out of our eyes, and then we're straight into our first match. No, are we? I I want to talk about this hype video. Oh, the played. hype video! This this hype video absolutely rocked. I adored this video. And not just because it was using Ace of Spades, because Triple H just got a hard run from Motorhead. <laughs> I noticed they didn't cut it from the network either. They actually must yeah, they have paid the license to keep it on yeah. there, unlike some songs. Yeah. I'm sure Triple H probably paid that personally. <laughs> but um, I think th- th- this video was sort of reminded me, as we've discussed the last like 10, 15 minutes, how great NXT was at this point in time because you had so many different characters, you had so many stories, and every match mm. on this show has got its own little sort of independent storyline. Yeah, know, from... they all kind of got a good build, like you know, like uh, at the very least, it's a decent build going into each one, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. sure. So we cut from that to our opening contest. Yep, which will be uh, a singles match with Asuka versus Emma. Yep. Um, Asuka, she's really good. Yeah, I thought this is like, she's only debuted like a month or so before this, I think. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, this is real early doors, Asuka, because yeah. obviously she would go on to have quite the undefeated streak. She yeah, would. Totally. She wasn't pinned on WBT. I don't think she was ever pinned in NXT, wasn't she? she, was she won the belt. Like she handed the belt over, didn't she? Yeah, because she went, yeah. when she left the main roster, she handed it over and vacated it. She never got beat yeah. for it. I think it was obviously through the Charlotte that beat her for the first time. Yes. Mania, was it? Yeah, that Mania match yeah, with Charlotte yeah. with mm. 30, what well, might have been 32 as well, maybe. No, no 33. 33. 33 but... I think. No, yeah, for the 20 But she won the Rumble, didn't she? Uh, yes, yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah. I, it, was 20, it was a 2018 Rumble, I think, wasn't it? Because yeah, it was the Asian scale one. It's, it's, the, it's the year they went, who's going to win the Rumbles? Both the Japanese guys. So, yeah, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, she comes out to another Seaforce banger, which we'll have throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Which was, yeah, their music, oh, I think that's another good thing to mention as well. Like, the, the kind of Seaforce music and then this kind of period was like, I don't think they had a really a bad song where people no. kind of came up. No, I think everyone Pretty had. much all the music they did was a banger, so. You got thought later on, like, Robert Roode, who's arguably his theme song was more over than he was. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it <laughs> Correct. was. To this day. <laughs> Yes. Probably to this day, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, we have, uh, yes, mentor opponent Emma comes out. Now she's wearing mm-hmm. the mirrored glasses and blue lipstick. Cameron, yep. calm down, please. What? It's gone very quiet. <laughs> I beg your pardon. It's you know, time. She's just, she's a lovely girl. Just calm okay. down, Cam. Just, just keep it, you know. She's under, a lovely, lovely girl. She looks cold. My favorite part of the intro is when they showed um, that promo from just before where Ash could yep. kill somebody in the ring. Mm-hmm. It's a Diana Peruso, I think it is. Is that her name? I think it was, yeah. I think yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Emma and Dana Brooke come out to do a distraction, and Asuka just turns around and murders her in the ring. And their look in their faces is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Just, just going to go, oh, hang on. That, that, that was a bit harsh. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one's <laughs> backfired. <laughs> at this point, Asuka is still very much an unknown for the, the majority of the audience. But yeah. within the matter of a month or however long it's been, she's already established herself as an absolute killer. And the yeah. minute I think like, stuff like that, where she just kind of just kicked somebody's head off. Like that mm-hmm. was like go around all the gifts, wasn't it? I remember at the time. Yeah. So immediately the crowd's giving her, Asuka's going to kill you, Chance. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's just lapping up. And yeah, the match is off. And it's um, it's a very good opening match. It is. Crowd gets going. Crowd are great all night. 
I will say that. Oh yeah. They were uh, great Trevor. tonight. Was their influence over the course of future wrestling great? There's one for the conversation. Mm. Uh, more of the conversation is the difference between American and British attitudes to this crowd. Oh, that's true. That's, that's because yes. I remember a lot of the online discourse for this show from America being that this crowd ruined it. Rather than people holding up stupid signs, dancing, yeah, and, and just beach balls. In the way. Yeah, because and it, um, I think it was JR was particularly kind of like saying, oh, you know, he, he didn't say it was a crap show because of the crowd, but he did say it was a, it was a unique response. It comes no. to the main four later on for Bailey versus Nia Jax. Yeah, yeah. Which we'll but go also through like, that. Again, it's, it's the thing, like, because it, it's a different environment, like, what, has Wednesday, when was the last time the WWF crowd or WWE crowd were exposed to a, an, an English crowd like that? Uh, a long time ago in a galaxy yeah. far, far away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you'd had, like, you know, the English indie scene was kind of doing really well at this point, wasn't it? You had, you know, ICW and all, uh, the, all the, the other... This is pre-speaking out, clearly. Yes, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you, you, and pre-NXT UK, which, yep. for, for all you can say, effectively strip-mined a lot of the UK scene and yeah, then yeah. fucking dumped them at the other end. Which mm. is now slowly, they're slowly returning again to, yeah. like, where they went came. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, and ICW are still trying to make out that there's some kind of rebellious organisation when they spent, no, like, three, three years of being part of the WWE Network. No, no. And now it's like, oh, we're going to have a show called Get the F Out and all this kind of, it's like, really? <laughs> no, it's, no. It's quite funny in that respect, just to sidetrack that I see them have come out looking really poorly where like WXW are still pretty much where they were before. Yeah, I've you not know, watched much of that yet, but really... it's, it's really, really good. Really good okay. stuff. Okay, cool. cool Definitely cool. recommend that, but that's besides the point. Um, as Phil said, this is a really, really fun opener. Um, yeah. Oh, I enjoyed I- this one. Yeah. Emma and think, Dana are just been dastardly heels. They're a good team, and they're on the outside of the ring. She's like, she's that good kind of annoying, heely manager presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just kind of you know, for the to get the crowd every now and then, and then um, yeah, to Casey try to try to uh, interfere, but then like always being like really scared of Asuka because Asuka's just going to kill people. Yep. Pretty yeah, much, and uh, she does. Yes, the ending is slightly convoluted, but it's overbooked. It's a little mm. bit like you know because it involves weapons and like you know distractions and it all going a bit wrong and that kind mm-hmm. of jazz. Yeah, it's, I mean it ends well because I think Asuka kills Emma with um with a one of her moves and then pins her, which is like well, cool. Yeah, that's another, yeah. another body for the stack. Well done. The finish itself is clean, but the the journey there was a bit convoluted and a bit kind of yeah. meh. Yeah, it took a little bit away from it, but. Overall, this was a really, really good. Well, it's, it's what you want in an opening match. It yep. sets the tone for the um, for the rest the of the ahead. Oh, and it um, was about halfway through this match. I realised the referees, um, the guy who turned into a right wing douchebag, and got sacked. Mister Drake Warts, you're That's a fucking one, yeah. douchebag. La la yeah. la la la. Is it? <laughs> He's oh, now wrestling for XPW, believe it or not. Yeah. Can't escape him. Can't escape people like that. Who've been a sort of. Um, there was an incident a couple of weeks ago that I'm not going to go into detail about because it's pretty unsavoury. Mm. Unless you want me to. I think we'll move on because we've got some unsavoury characters in the next match, I think. So, or at least one, one unsavoury character. So, uh, other no. than that, we see... Um, That's the Johnny Saint. Yeah, Johnny Saint in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Then we get Finn, Big Count, and Enzo to kind of rocking up to the arena, walking past mm-hmm. the Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe coming off the coach looking really pissed off because he must have been sat at the back or something. 
just an angry Mafia coach. Indeed. And then we're into the next match, which is um, the revival, Matic. although I think they're still called um, Dash and the Dawson mecha- at this point. They're still Dash they're and Dawson the mechanics yeah, at this no. point. Oh, they were the mechanics, then they were the names, then they were the revival, versus Enzo and Big Kaz. Um, this match has got a lot of issues, just with <laughs> the people involved. Um, I am not ashamed to say this. I fucking adored Enzo and Kaz as gimmick oh, at totally. this time. Because um, over like Rover. So over. And Enzo so was over. so good on the mic. Yes. Like his, his promos were kind of like they had the kind of wild uh, kind of flights of fancy that kind of the warrior would go on, but they would still kind of make sense in the end. It, it felt really organic and it felt really like off the cuff, yeah. which I suppose it probably was to a degree. Um Yeah. There was is a, this the where he talks about how he wants to run down a beach into his own arms or something? I can't remember what this what this context <laughs> for the promo was, but it was like that's brilliant. Yep. Why would you say that? And then, but they oh, never got they never pulled the trick on them as champs, did they? Obviously we're spoiling into the, the match there, but they mm-hmm. never they never went over anybody to get the tag belts, which seems really strange considering how hot they were and what, what kind of merch sellers they must have been at the time. Because you see in the crowd, everyone's got a soft t shirt. Mm-hmm. I, I suspect there may have been an underlying issue there. Mm, which may have been one Mr. Amori. Yeah, because I think the, t- the the talk is there that he was never that popular in the dressing room. No. And then obviously when he's on the main roster, the, he has the uh, sexual abuse allegations that caused him to be sacked. Mm-hmm. And he tries to invade Survivor Series. And oh, he just kind that of... That was an embarrassment. Where is he? Is he MLW at the moment, I think? Uh, no, he just got fired from there. Oh, wicked. Uh, That's, he's, he's doing well then. Mm-hmm. Obviously, was, big he, cars, he... was Enzo Amore not in a casket match with Jerry Lawler about a year ago? That does sound vaguely familiar. I'm not going to have to look that and it up. lasted about three minutes. Sounds like a fever dream. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, I thought well, when I saw it advertised, I was like, what the fuck? Why would you have a casket match when no one involved has got that kind of gimmick? <laughs> no one's the Undertaker. What's going on? Yeah, it just like felt really kind um, of like, what? Yes, that match did happen. Yeah, I knew it did. I it knew was, it did. I will tell you exactly where that came from. Like um, it, it happened, that's all we need to know, I think. No. I'm going to tell you where it happened. This happened at WrestleFest 25. God, wow. With uh, Jerry Laurel. A future project. uh, Where was that held at? That? Ooh. Let me find out where that was held. God, is this part of the lineage of this World Summer World Trophy? (laughs) I I might be able to tie it in. I don't know. um... All right. Uh, WrestleFest 25 was held in Poughkeepsie, New York. Oh, I know the place. No, I don't. You pick your toes in Poughkeepsie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and, uh, the main... project is about did WEF copyright the name WrestleFest? I don't believe they did. Ooh. So, uh, yes, obviously for the famous video game and stuff like. But yeah, oh. so that was mm. that, that that casket, for a different day. That yeah. casket match went four minutes. Would you like to know what the main event was? And that wasn't the main event. That was not the main event. That was the semi-main event. <laughs> what was the main? Was the main? The main event was Sammy Guevara defeating Fuego del Sol in 15 minutes, 50 seconds. That doesn't sound like a bad match, actually, to be honest. Yeah. I hate Sammy Guevara with a passion. <laughs> but we'll not get into that. Look at that. that the cold fury in Ewan's voice there. He, he's a prick. I really would break <laughs> his neck. I don't like yeah. saying that, but I really does. Oh, wow. Um, so yes, Enzo and Kaz come out to the ring, massively over. Um, Corey Graves has a go on Chavs on commentary. The, the the promo with the parent coin, I enjoyed that. I remember at the time thinking, oh, well, I think I watched this one live. But I was like, oh boy, he's, he's struggling to get that pound coin out of his pocket. Yeah, it doesn't want to come out of <laughs> that pocket. Like, it's quite tight in. You wanted a fight? Well, you got a fight. 
But the difference between you and me and Big Cass If I had a pound For every time me and Big Cass got knocked down and didn't get back up I'd have zero pounds But speaking of amazing jackets, here come the revival in two absolutely belted satin jackets. Yeah, I love, I, I love that. Going back to the CFOS theme, the revival's entrance music was just like Chef's Kiss Perfect. Yeah, for their, for their, I mean, it's the one they got now is like somehow even better. But that, well, yeah, that one was just mm. summed them up like they're kind of brainbusters, late 80s, WCW, yeah. you know, Mid South, whatever kind of tag team. Oh, they were good. It was so good. I yeah, mean, they had was. a semi-decent run on the main roster. They, they won the belt a few times, but they were just never ever going to be like, even though they were top guys, they were never going to be top guys because Vince, no, no, he's not a fan of tag team. Like tag team wrestling. No. Yeah. But, um, those jackets, man, is... those satin jackets, I just can't, oh. beautiful jackets. Rachel, you need to calm down now. You're getting Sorry. a little bit too excited. Um, um, did anyone like the moment where um, uh, Enzo revealed his Union Jack on his, um, but the camera completely missed the reveal yeah it suddenly kind of appears doesn't it and you're like oh yeah he's got a union jack oh, oh yeah they cut to euro and it, it, it ends up, oh yeah he's got a union jack now okay cool the the, the revival run in nxt was ridiculous like they had, the, they had this feud then their feud with american alpha was ridiculously good yes and then the feud with diy with gargano and um champa before they evolved into the mr overbooked 2019 <laughs> disaster yeah. piece but yeah, but they're like the, the the revival tag team run was brilliant, and I think this is just like, like just another kind of stone in the path. Like it's brilliant. The match is really yep. pacey. The FTR oh, yeah. just like big cheating bastards like the entire time. Yeah, they're going nuts whenever the heat's being brought on somebody. And it's amazing that Dash and Dawson got such a good match out of Enzo and Cass, who while they were great on the mic, they were somewhat limited in the ring. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I think. The, the 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 them as a pair makes complete sense. That's why it's like when they got, were kind of broken up on the main roster, it didn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. Like they had much more benefit to them as a tag team than it did them as two singles. Yep, definitely, you definitely. Because I think you know if if Enzo, I think I might have said this before, if Enzo had come up in like the eighties or nineties, he's definitely somebody they would have gone right. You're a manager. Yes. Like they probably wouldn't have even kind of they would have taken bumps but never been like a kind of active participant in the match sort of thing yeah he'd have been like so, a Bobby Keenan or uh, like that kind of character he would be yeah, he totally. would be on the mic but he would just be there to get his head kicked in yeah big heat for Kaz even though Kaz can talk when you go in like it's oh, yeah. yeah it's just pretty interesting but um, uh, yeah like you said like there's issues with them that happened obviously you know Kaz had his issues and he's, he's doing well now is, is he Big Bill Morrissey in AEW or yes, Impact he is, where he is Bill. And uh, but yeah, like them at the time, like uh, they were just great. I remember. Um, I think my favorite thing of them was when. Remember when Enzo knocked himself out on the ropes? <laughs> yes. And there's a picture like the next day. It was Kevin Owens taking a selfie, and there's like uh, Enzo kind of in like the the scrubs because he's still being done, and Enzo's there in a suit, like kind of like trying to talk to him. And Kevin Owens is taking a selfie, smiling in the foreground. It's brilliant. It's probably the best rest of the photo ever. Yeah, it's pretty good. And that kind of summed up what they should have been, but they should never have been two singles. They should just carry yeah. on carry on having matches like this, but you know, never mind. Never mind. We'll live and learn. 
Uh, we'll cut backstage. Bailey arrives to the building, and we get a video package of Nia Jax. Is it <laughs> fair to say that Nia Jax is probably one of the worst pushed talents WWE had in a, a little while? You can see, you can see. My problem is, whenever I think of my Nia Jax DJs, all I can hear is my ring. My yes, yes, my like, ring. That's your my ring now. <laughs> um, there that, you go. That will never die. <laughs> no, never die. And like nope. there was a bit, there was like about a hot, like one backstage promo where she was like pals with um, oh, uh, I've completely forgotten the tag team now. The Kaiser pals with AJ Styles. Oh, the Good Brothers. The Good Brothers. Yeah, they were. She was like backstage with them talking about freaking jackets. And it was hysterical. So she, I think she had potential, mm-hmm. but I think she's somebody again who was kind of rushed up to the main roster, probably a bit too quick. Seven percent. Because she has this match here. She just got match later with um with Bailey, but yeah, we'll probably talk about it more then. But yeah, she was again somebody who was needed like a lot more polishing before she went up to kind of a bigger audience and kind of situations where she was expected to lead the match, which I don't think she could do. No, 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 definitely. Anyway, not. we had a cracking tag team match that was brilliant. Even though the finish was a bit the bit uh, got the crowd a bit sad because Enzo and uh, Big Cas lost. Yep. So how can we possibly improve their, their mood? By bringing um, out Baron Corbin versus Apollo <laughs> Crews. Oh, just... Oh, man. Just, yeah. It's the fact that he's still around in 2023. No. He's so happy. <laughs> uh, he's, no, he's not anymore. <laughs> Somebody like Baron Corbin, I think like, there has to be like that kind of mid-level heel to have feuds with people coming in. Like, there has to be somebody like that to kind of, you can't, you know, nobody can be at the top of the card. You've got to have those kind of mid-level guys. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely like, you know, I'm not saying the same kind of um, quality as the genius, but he's like that kind of level guy where he's yeah. like, you he, can bring him out, you can have a match. Yeah. You, you can, you know, somebody can run over him on the way to the top and you kind of need him to be there. He's and kind like, fodder. Yeah, exactly. But he does still like, you know, the fact he gets a reaction out of the crowds most of the time, <laughs> at least. Think, like when you had the um, the Raw GM stuff, like I think people hated him at that point. Yeah. But they were still getting a reaction. I think that's always like, you know, when you're a wrestler, you, you either want to be loved or hated. You don't want to be in the middle. Yeah, you don't want to just get like met with indifference. Yeah. Which I feel kind of happened to Apollo Crews as well. Yes. To kind of draw Absolutely. these kind of threads together. Because again, Apollo, I think he came, I remember him coming into the NXT with like a load of heat behind him because he was off for like, he was kind of, a, again, one of the big independent names at this point. Mm-hmm. He never he recovered after he lost to Rocky. There's a good uh, Rocky one and two joke there from Alan. Thank you for that. Although, did he, 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 I suppose he was killed by, by uh, Drago, wasn't he? He never really had a good match after that. <laughs> no. You're right. You're, he, never, he was never the same, but he was a good trainer. There you go. I remember him having like, he was hyped loads when he came into NXT. Again, I don't think he won the, he, like, he never had a title run on NXT. He was he like one not. of the guys who kind of came in for about six months and was up onto the main roster. No, he had, a, he had a couple of shots, but he never actually got it. Yeah. So I think by the next year, he's on the main roster, I think. So he, he wasn't here very long. I think he's a, another guy who would have benefited from staying down there a few more feuds and a few more title right. runs before he went I up. Think, and I think just to learn the style that's expected, because it's very, very different from yeah. the indie scene. It's, you know, you're looking for the hard camera. You're you're looking to while you're looking to get reactions out of the crowd in front of you, you you realize that you've got a, an audience of thousands that you need mm. to play to as well. So the things that might work in a small 500 like seat building won't necessarily fly 
and even even in NXT's building, even in this arena right now, yeah, can't do the same things as you could do before. So you need yeah. to almost relearn how to get heat, how to connect with a crowd where you know they're sitting maybe fifty feet away, for example, whereas before mm. you could literally reach out and touch them. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think the crowd kind of, you know, they they get involved right in this match. I mean, there's, um, I think for Corbin, there's a, yep. there's a you're shit and you know you are chance. Yes, quite early on, which was brilliant. And mm-hmm. then um, what's it? A fuck you, Corbin, as well. They really fuck kind of. Corbin, yeah. <laughs> but the, to the, be fair to him, like he, oh, I quite like it. he kind of like he doesn't really slows down. They just kind of like kind of you know raises arms at the crowd and just kind of bask in it yeah. a little bit, just to get the hackles a bit more. Yeah. So this yeah. was the most TV match that ever TV'd. <laughs> it was. I mean, um, there's one bit where they, I think they're going for a torture rack and they, they, they kind of botch it, move on, and that starts a botch mania chance. Yeah. But yeah. then, like, you know, they get, um, it ends, like, it starts to build towards the end. Apollo Crews is a really good kind of move out at the end of the day. He kind of flips out at the end of days. Mm. And then he gets, he gets done anyway, and he loses, which seems a little bit, yeah. Yep. I mean, this is just, that's the second match in a row where it's just heat, heat, heat. Yeah. And then, you're in, yeah, we're written down here, yeah, by, uh, by April 2016, he's on the main roster, so, like, four months later. Mm-hmm. So, clearly, they thought he was going to be um, a big talent, but, yeah, he just kind of... What, the Nigerian thing that was going for a while, mm-hmm. and then I think he was he back on NXT for a little bit. Yes, so he's still there. For what I remember, thank you. Did he win the Battle Royal not long after this thing? Uh, I think he was going to win the Battle Royal, but Corbin eliminated him, and that's why they had this match. I think that does sound about right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was that. Mm. Uh, we get a video package with the aforementioned Sami Zayn hype video, saying he's going to be next week on NXT. Yeah. So. Because he's going to build to his uh, the NXT WrestleMania match with him and uh, Nakamura. Yes, that's right. One of my favorite matches uh, that next April. Such a good match. Such it's good really, match. really good. Um, we get a recap of the Nia Jax promo, yeah. and then Asuka gets in her face. <laughs> Just staring at Asuka, please don't. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, Asuka, put your earrings back on. Yep. And then we get a Bailey promo, and this is pure white meat babyface. Oh, God, this is Bailey at her best. Proper Joan Cena to kind of give that kind of slightly reductive comment, but it's probably accurate at this point, what what, the guy who's being positioned. It's amazing how badly they fucked up Bailey when she went to the main roster. They did for a long time, didn't they? But then I think when she did that heel turn and her and um, Sasha Banks were the bosses. No, Mm. no, no, the role model, sorry. Yeah. Like, and they basically carried that company for like. How long did it, like, during, like, that was during lockdown, wasn't it? They basically put that company on the back and they carried it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the problem is she's been there for how long now? And that's maybe her most memorable thing because damage control is dead in the water. It's mm. been dead from day one. Um, <laughs> and I think I think with Bailey, they've just struggled to try and do things with that the crowd are willing to accept and also go, you know what, that does make any sense because a WWE crowd's not looking for like great expectations, but they're looking for something to get their teeth into. They're not just going to take on, oh, you're bad this week. Okay. Yeah. I think she's still got a connection to the audience. I think that's always going to mm-hmm. be there. But um, it's, it's nothing like what it is here. I mean, the crowd are no, they... absolutely 
losing it. Well, guys, I think I think Bailey would tell you herself. I mean, she is a little nervous coming into this matchup. There is a little trepidation. By that same token, Bailey's confident that she can defend against the toughest challenge of her reign. Like, it almost seems to put her off when you see her, like, her face at the beginning. I think, it, I think it just catches her completely off guard. She's just like, oh, shit. I'm yeah. not the main event, guys, but thanks. Yeah, just going nuts for Bailey. Because we're, obviously, we're post her match with... We've done the Iron Man match? We've done the yes. Iron Man at this point, yes. Yeah, so obviously she's, like, you know, she's got a connection with the ones, but she's also got, like, a massive wrestling credit at the same time. Mm-hmm. Which, um, yeah, and Nia Jax hasn't really got either. Nia Jax is a, a large woman with a very limited skill set. Uh, she should not have been in this position. It kind of reminds me of like, um, you know, like Adam Bomb. Oh, that's unfair. Adam like, Bomb at least tried. But I'll back me up she's, here. She's trying, but they, they kind of come to the ring and they kind of stomp around, and do some big moves. It's, it's very much got a kind of you know monster heel kind of flavor to Nia Jax, which is you know probably makes sense for her kind of strength and size. Hmm. But then having Bailey choke her out kind of undercuts that a little bit. Just a bit. Which, you know, I mean, the the, the commentary team, Big Up Lots, is the whole period where, like, um, Bailey's getting chucked around everywhere, and the commentary team are like, oh, this is so tough to watch. Oh, I can't watch this. Ring the bell now. Mm. They're really kind of doing that. But then there, um, Bailey just keeps going for a choke. You get a stand-up if you love Bailey chance. And then eventually, yeah, she chokes her out it. and she wins. <laughs> she gets it. Um... Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest, Bailey could have came out, done her entrance, and walked to the back, and everyone would have been quite happy. That's true. I mean, yeah, it is like it's a good old victory for Bailey. I think it helps her as a champion that she can kind of overcome ridiculously mm. big challenges. But yeah, Nia Jax just seems to have the kind of legs cut out from underneath her because, well, they just were too quick pushing her. She wasn't ready. Yeah, and then she goes and, up into the main roster not too long just, after. Just which... half the roster because she came back. For the last rumble, didn't she? For the women's mm-hmm. rumble, that was a one-off, like a one-shot sort of thing. They, they, they must have seen her and just went, "You know what? We're, we're good. Thank you for coming, but you know what? We 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 don't we don't have anything for you." Yeah, I mean, they're booking like the the booking for the women's um, division has not been great the last couple of years, but you still got people like you know Becky Lynch knocking about and Sasha, not Sasha. Sorry, she's uh, elsewhere. Um, who yeah. am I thinking of? Judgment Day Lady. I've completely forgotten her name. Rhea Ripley. Who's your mammy? Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, that's it. Jesus Christ. I, was, I kept trying to say Ricky or something, but yeah, Rhea, like Rhea yeah. Ripley, like her work and everything, it's been over the last kind of... I can't, did we mention it last time when she got that video where she fronted up to Solo Sequoia? Uh, no, we didn't mention that, but yes, that was very fun. And like, Paul Heyman's asked him to swap places with Jey Uso, so he does, and so she swaps places with him, so she's staring at him again. <laughs> as a wonderful thing, I'm thinking, like, I would genuinely want to see that as a match. Like, I yep. genuinely would, I would watch that. Rhea Ripley versus Solo Sequoia. Just going nuts. So we've made it to the main event. Yep. Where we start we start looping back on ourselves because we get a promo for next week's match, which is the dark match that was filmed before the people you started. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's confusing because when I watched that show, I kept saying last week, when in reality it wasn't. It was like two hours later was, or so, it wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. You're, you're like, that's not how time works. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there was, it was the Ford Villains, the Hype Bros, Blake and Murphy, and American Alpha. Which a quick word on American Alpha. Um, 
they were a great team, and it's really sad that Jordan had his injury and had to move to where he was. Yes, like, I agree. But, but I mean, for all oh, told, he's really yeah, good. He was involved in one of the stupidest storylines ever in wrestling history. Correct. It was stupid. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Nobody bought him. He kept angle to be around for so long. Just have this magic sun pop up. It was so stupid. I mean, it oh, was a better oh. or worse than a hand. Let's be honest. <laughs> is talking about things popping up. Was that Cameron doing it now? That was, it was Cameron. Back. back from the car. He's, he's in the car park. Oh, is he, is he live from the station? <laughs> oh my! He sounds like he's doing commentary from Mexico '86. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's gone. I was going to say it's not the best connection down in them Scottish borders. <laughs> He's on the satellite line from South, from South America, commentating on football. Um, and also, I just want a quick a quick word on the Ford villains. I love the Ford villains. Yep, they were again like it was like a weird like one of those things that like it worked really well in NXT, but as soon as you moved anywhere else, like it just wasn't going to work. It, it was really kind of a, of that show in that time. They were an example of of the team where like you did need to repackage them if they went to the main roster. They couldn't take that act because. Again, the difference between your NXT audience and your main roster audience. You can get yeah. away with the kitschy and sort of ha-ha-ha fun things in NXT, but in the main roster, you're dealing with a much wider scope of people. So you need to tailor yeah. your gimmick to try and group up as many people as you can. Yeah. And I think that but one was just too niche. It's a strange thing, though, because the, the, the counter-argument is always, like, these guys are, like, over on this show, and they're pulling in people on, like, pay-per-views, like, you know, when they do, get to, like, the Brooklyn shows, and you've got, like, this is, what, 10,000 people here, I think, for this, mm-hmm. in yep. the UK. Um, and then, yeah, later on, I think, we're, we're the whole village of champs, and they had some, they had a good, was it against FTR? Well, I assume it was against FTR. They had the, some tag team matches and stuff. So they were, like, you know, a popular act on the show, and it's still drawing in numbers for the pay-per-view. So why, why wouldn't it transfer? But, yeah, it's it's tough, isn't it, to kind of can you just lift up and drop that or do you need to change it? it goes, yeah. Again, it goes back to the, the territory stuff in the 80s where, like, you know, they were bringing in guys from everywhere, weren't they, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if if this gimmick came out on Monday Night Raw in 1996, it would probably fly. <laughs> it probably would do. Because the, the, the thing is, like, you know, the gimmick's one thing, but as long as the kind of the wrestling underneath it is still good, you're still going to mm-hmm. get the audience that way, aren't you? Exactly. Exactly. So... Yeah, even with that goofiness. And uh, they obviously had... Um, that when they broke up on the main roster, we got we got Rusev Day out of it as well, didn't we? So you know we things worked out all right in the end. Exactly. So yeah. we get to the main event for the NXT Championship. Finn Balor defending against Samoa Joe, and this one actually had quite a little bit of story behind it because Finn Balor and Samoa Joe had teamed up to win the inaugural Dusty Cup, but then yeah. Joe, being the bastard that he is, turned on Finn because he wanted a title shot. I don't know if you heard them, you but he he threw away ten years of friendship. He did. He I don't did. know if you would have mentioned that. They only mentioned it a couple, a couple times, times, I think. It was a bit under the radar, but he threw away like a 10-year friendship for, to go for the belt. A 10-year friendship. 10-year friendship down the drain. We used to be friends, I know. I used to trust you. I'm going to you. He's destroyed a 10-year friendship, and now, now it's personal. But like the whole, the whole, they kind of show some promos with like, um, I think Joe's talking to Finn, he just kind of taps the belt when he walks off. It's so it's nice. So it's just like you could just tell, you could feel the tension, and it's and it's not the WWE way of like banging you over the head with it until your head Mm. is just like dust. Little things of Joe looking at the belt, kind of going, "That looks nice. I'd I'd like that." Can I can I go a shot of that? And Finn's like, "Yeah, you can have a shot at some point." And then of course, he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Giant bastard and just destroys Finn. He's a giant bastard. He's such a bastard. 
And obviously, you know, we get, um, I think, because this is a big show, we're going to get a big entrance for the show, uh, for the entrances for this, a, a big production number. But obviously, Joe gets a towel. Yep. For his I mean, big entrance. And then that, that's, that's gets smoking all sorts. Joe's just an ass kicker. He's just, he's coming out and the look at his face is just, I'm going to fuck this little twerp up in front of, you, of your home exactly. crowd. And like said, it. They said, um, like, Finn has to bring out the demon, but I'm a monster all the time. It's like, yes, yes. Joe's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. There you go. So what do we think of um, when Finn comes out as Jack the Demon? Is that Very a... lazy. <laughs> I didn't like it. It looked goofy. Just come out as a demon. Well, without the top hat and the uh, the clothes. Exactly. Just I come think, out as a um, demon. I think Finn rates it as like one of his favourite entrances. Oh, uh, no. But then you got to consider, like, you know, he's basically going against a, like a home... You know, home crowd, isn't he? Essentially, so with that kind of crowd behind it, it's bound to be good. Well, yeah, anything could be. Being, you know, being in the moment, being being within it, sort of thing. Yeah, I maintain that the top his entrance at Wrestle Kingdom, where he comes out as Venom, is probably one of his best. Mm. Was that Wrestle Kingdom eighteen? Tony Adam. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, number one on the pay per view list. Just to kind there. of throw that out there. There it is. So, um. Yeah, this, this match is everything you expect it to be. Both men are not holding back in the slightest. No, it's very much like they, they bring in that kind of real strong style. I, mean, I think that'll be the theme over the next year, especially when like Nakamura comes in, that kind of real hard-hitting, chops-in, yep. kind of knock-down, knock drag-out kind of affair, which, yeah, I think this we're on to, like, I think this is NXT TakeOver number eight. And I don't eight? think we oh. had really, there was really like a bad one so far. No, this is the the run of every time a takeover was coming, I was really excited because I knew I was going to mm. get a, a good two to two and a half hour show of solid wrestling, storyline movement, and maybe a debut. Yeah, yes, yeah, so it's a really it's a really beefy one. This one, it's like lots of yeah, just brutal. <laughs> yep. Um, there's a great spot where Finn just keeps throwing drop kicks at Joe, and Joe goes, "No, fucker, do it again and again." And again, and again, yeah. until eventually Joe just collapses in a heap. <laughs> yeah, there's some great things. There's, there's like a um, there's a dive from Joe to the outside with the camera. Like it just misses the camera and looks really good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's um, I think Finn kind of misses a move out the other ring, and then Joe just picks him up and just hits, just slams him through the floor. Yeah, <laughs> that probably didn't feel pretty good. Yeah, and obviously, like you know, I think we the demon character was always this kind of like. Invincible, yeah, kind that was of character. His, he, character. His character Jack, yeah, yeah. The demon was only brought out. It was like the final boss of you've you've driven him to the point where him being Finn Balor alone wasn't enough. He had to go to that dark place. He had to yeah. go to that place where he became a a killing machine, a monster, and he had to in this case because he was going up against the killing machine Samoa Joe. So he had to get the demon out to almost have a chance against them. Yeah. But the problem is, like, when he does that, it's it's like, oh, he's just he's gonna win then, pretty much, yeah. I, I think they tried to build that kind of um, what's the word? That kind of expectation. Yeah, they kind of the you, you oh maybe Joe can do it because he he does batter him quite a lot. Into, oh, he does, in this yeah. match, doesn't he? Absolutely, the you know, there's some quite brutal you know, submissions on it as well. He keeps going for the coquina clutch and that sort of stuff. So it's yeah. they're really kind of like I think. I don't know if I thought he was going to lose because it's, it's oh, they're not going to pay for that. They're not going to undercut that character at this point. No, you know? no. I mean, this is, I can't remember how long into the title run he is at this point, but I don't think he's very far in. 
Uh, let's have a look. He won the belt. Ma, where is it? He won it in Japan. Yes. Uh, July, he'd won it. Okay, so we're what? Five months in? Yeah. There was the yeah, the Beast in the East in Tokyo. Um, where Remember where um, Brock Lesnar killed Kobe Kingston the first time? Ah, uh, yes, that was <laughs> fun. Yeah. So um, I think he's run last until, where does it go to? So not Pulsemania? June, I think, yeah. He lost, he lost it to Samoa Joe in June in the Steel Cage match. Oh yeah, and that was his first loss under the uh, as the demon. So Finn, uh, Joe beat him in the end. And this is back in the time where NXT, your main champion, would have that long run. They would have mm. that maybe nine to twelve months to establish their reign and also build, you know, other people up as well. So yeah, totally. Because when... yeah, because he went off Kevin Owens, who kind of went off onto the main roster after that, didn't he, to do his yeah. um do his run there. And then prior to that was Sami Zayn. And again, that was another one where. Finn was surviving to the point because Owens was an absolute homicidal lunatic. He was trying to murder him in their match. <laughs> but again, I, think that, I think maybe that's a common theme to these matches. Just like a lot of it is just one person trying to murder the other one as much as possible. Yep, pretty much. And again, Finn had to bring the demon out to have any shot of defeating yeah. him. And obviously he did. And again, he brought yeah. out in this match and did again. Mm-hmm. And then I think when we get towards finishes, like... Um, Joe looks like he's going to go for a muscle buster from the top rope. Yep. Which I think I was like, oh, at that point, because, oh, had he done the had he done the injury to Tyson Kidd at that point? Oh, I don't think so, but it's not far You're away. sure? I think he might have done it. I thought he did it before he debuted. Yeah, I Ooh. remember it being early in, I think. It was... No, 2015 it was. Oh, yeah, so this was 2015, wasn't it? So June 2015 was when he did it. Oh, okay. So it was, and this was December 2015. So yeah, it was like early, like you know, not more than six months previously when he. I, mean, um, I mean, which was completely fluke. You, know, you can't, yeah, blame you can't go that. for it. But it's still like when you see them going for that move from the top rope, it's like, oh my god, should we really? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a crazy move anyway without yeah. the injury because it's one of these ones that, like you say, do it wrong and you end up like Biggie, for example. Yeah, you yeah, know. he's still not back yet, is he? With his uh, nope. with his neck injury still not back but if it does if it goes right it's a fantastic visual but it's it's incredibly risky yeah especially from the you can do like an avalanche one from the top rope but Finn counters it hits the coup de gras yep and he and wins we get a happy ending we get a happy ending although we, when you see like they kind of like Joe's being carried out from the ring and blood's pouring out of his mouth mm-hmm. and, and, he's, and he's just twitching like his yep. cheek is just twitching on the one side it's like oh I don't think yep. Joe's I don't think Joe's happy with that no <laughs> so really I, so go on yeah I would, I would say no and obviously Joe would come back again to they've run this match back a couple of times but I think yeah. for for the audience for where we are at this time I think that was the right decision and the right yeah. finish yeah because Finn was on top he was a great champ though his entrance with the music even without the demon this his music alone was kind of would, would get the crowd up on their feet going wouldn't it yeah. so yeah and yeah, so we had it was five matches in a two-hour show. It flew by, which was again that was I think another great thing about um, NXT at this point because it felt like WWE was going like was heading towards the bloat. Like we're at the kind of four-hour WrestleMania show, four or five-hour yeah. show at this point before they they split it over the two nights to make it even longer. Yeah, on forever. Mm. But a lot <laughs> of the shows, the main pay-per-views, will still be like you know three, three and a half hours. And just yeah. have like a two-hour show with kind of good pacing matches, not much talking. Like there's a couple of promos in between the matches, but otherwise it's just yeah, like but, but those promos are the match you're about to see. Mm, exactly. 
It's not just promotes the kind of killing time. Nothing extraneous and straight in and straight out. So yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, was a show I enjoyed. That about you boys? Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. I mean, I must have enjoyed it because I went back and he watched the episode after. Uh, before is it before is it after I don't know I don't know anymore I don't know what time, time traveling show yes who knows <laughs> but I think that was the point like it was it was like one hour NXT every week with the what every kind of two three months there'd be like a two hour pay-per-view yep and that it's was like, like it's kind of the AW model almost almost yeah but it's a good amount to watch like because I think at this point we were, we were, we were well into the three hour war, three hour raw era, weren't we? Oh, so yeah, that's, three hours that's of raw, already happening. And an hour of SmackDown. Plus three like hours of hour. raw is still just ridiculous. Yeah. I just yeah. don't get it. Three I hours think, raw, I two hours SmackDown. Three hours raw too much. <laughs> Vicious. Because the um, the new AEW collision, that's, that, that's going to be two hours, isn't it, I think? It's two hours, yep. So it's mm. five hours of first run of like their A show as well. Rampage is like, I don't know, a G show at this point. I don't know. Well, I think because they cancelled... Dark and elevation, haven't dark they? So elevation, I imagine that would yeah. be kind of filling in that kind of. But I just don't. I, I get why they're doing it because Warner Brothers Discovery are paying them, but it's mm. it's diluting your product. Whereas back in the day, where you had Raw and Wrestling Challenge slash Superstars, I mean, I, I recently watched a whole bunch of Raw and Superstars on the network, and I I found myself easily just watching four episodes in a row Superstars because. It was it was short. It was breezy. Yeah, yes, the matches were really exciting, but yep. there was always something to look forward to. Because mm. that, that's and when it, I first started to watch it, you and when you're right, where it was just um, well, we didn't have Raw in the UK, so we had to rely on highlights from WF Mania. Yeah. But it was like Mania superstars and their uh, challenge. That was your that yep. was your main free shows, wasn't it? Totally, yeah. yeah. And I mean, they did a great job because you had your matches, you had your build to the pay per view or the recap of the pay per view that's been, but you also had like little things as well, like the adverts for the the merchandise magazine. You had like the random anti smoking ads they'd run, and it, <laughs> to me, it just—I think it's none of it's nostalgia speaking, but yeah, the fact that it was an, an hour long or forty odd minutes if you take out adverts, yeah. but you still got more out of that 40 odd minutes then you get out of a three hour slog yeah every monday and also this time like they're they're very much in it's it's all it's all for the network isn't it? it's all content for the network mm-hmm. they just need content for that as, yeah. mu- as they're, much they're, they're, they're rather a wrestling company yeah yeah which you know they i think that's part of why this this tv companies like them Mm-hmm. Because you like you know with the they, they kind of absorbed into Peacock like that's what you know thousands of hours of content without even thinking because you've got all yep. the thirty years of like WrestleMania and that's before you factor in all the WCW stuff and all the other and kind of you've got two other companies as well yeah ECW stuff that's all on there like it's a ridiculous amount of content on there you know mm-hmm. but when you're trying to do like on top of that like an extra potentially twelve hours extra Ooh. a week it's too much yeah especially when you're as well. Not- especially when your roster is not strong enough to sustain that amount of programming. I mean, fuck, some weeks they'd struggle to fill in the 40 minutes, but you'd at least get maybe a promo or like an ultimate warrior going off on a wild one about mm. his rocket ship or something. But you at least had that that memory, whereas I think most people that watch Raw nowadays, they couldn't tell you what happened throughout the entire show because it's just a blur. Very rare, isn't it? Well, again, it's like, you know... Who, who well, don't get into like a main roster bashing, but like they don't seem to have any kind of like characters you can really kind of capture your attention. Oh, 
no identity. They're just yeah. Apart from like you know, the bloodline stuff, which is still really good. Mm. Roman Reigns is, is you know mobster boss and that sort of stuff. But like, do I want to watch the rest of it? I don't know. No, it's not. Whereas you know, I could watch like going back to Al's example. I could watch Wrestling Challenge, and yeah. yes, it's a bunch of squashes, but. I still got something out of watching them because you got the entrance, you got maybe their manager, yeah. you got the commentators building up the story of the, you know, the, the main guy of what's happening. And occasionally you'll get a storyline movement there as well. You know, maybe yeah. somebody they're feuding with will come out and cost them, like try and cost them the match or interfere or whatever it might be, or pop pro after the match or what might yeah. be. But, it's is the fact it goes back to something I, I see all the time. Wrestling is so easy, but a lot of companies find so many ways to fuck it up. Yeah, I think that's what was good about NXT of this era was like that's what they were doing. It was like an hour of TV. You get a few matches, mm-hmm. and it would all the, the builds were all kind of made in the main would make sense. All the characters were kind of you know, yeah, we were connecting with people, and it wasn't too. They weren't. You know, we say they weren't trying to over overcomplicate it. Yep. It's, I think that whilst you know, I was barely watching what was going on in the main roster, but I was watching NXT every week at this time. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Same, absolutely. And again, WWE had, like, as I mentioned, they had mania, they had, like, and even they like at points they had heat velocity, they had, God, metal. And obviously these were all just, like, you know, recap shows, but they still had to produce them. Mm. Whereas now they're struggling to produce your first line content. Yeah, because it is literally just content at this point. Oh, that's the problem with everything. Is everything is just like we have a streaming service. We need to fill it up. We need as much stuff yeah. as possible now. But hey. but no, this was this was good. And despite it being, like, say, only eight years ago, it, it feels like so weirdly of another era. It's crazy. Yep, I agree. It's it's it, it just showcases how much yeah. WWE has changed over the course of these seven years. Yeah. And I mean, out of the, uh, what's with Finn's still on the main roster? So Asuka's still there. Emma's came back, didn't she, I think? She's back on the main, yes. on with WWE now. She is. Uh, Baron Corbin's still there. FTR aren't. Kenzo and Kaz aren't. Polo Cruz is. Bailey is. Nijax isn't. Finn is. Samojo isn't. So a lot of them are still hanging about in the company, you know, looking yeah. at it from today's, from, from, from today's time. So. But are they doing anything in particular? No. I think Finn's probably in the best position out of all of them, I think. Yeah. Judgment Day's got some heat behind it, but mainly because they're kind of hanging on to Ray Ripley's coattails, and well, yeah. arguably Dominic is the Mysterio as well. Yeah, like just the, the heat he gets from just being alive is just ridiculous. <laughs> it's quite a skill where your 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 sole existence is enough just to like just coming out and just breathing is enough to get an entire crowd screaming for your blood. Yeah, like I hope he gets better in the ring because he's got such a good kind of knack for being a heel. If he can just kind of like get even like halfway towards his dad's skills but yes we've got a good wrestler there yeah i agree yeah so i guess we need to come across this question of where do we put the show in the table is cameron able to talk though to offer his opinion or is he silent i am here i am back from mexico welcome back how is jesse ventura uh he's grand he's okay not a problem at all still complaining about hulk hogan What a surprise. No change yep. there. Before we place this onto the leaderboard, Cameron, uh-huh. would you like to express any thoughts about what you've missed on the show? Um, to give you a chance to kind of fill in any gaps. That you, anything particularly you want to raise that you wrote noted down? 
Let's have a little look through my notes. Just, uh, did we talk about the, I think I hinted at it a little while ago, the uh, American response to the Nia Jax Bailey singing? We didn't mention it as like a point, but we did mention the fact that there was some discourse that the American crowd didn't quite understand the UK yeah. football mm. almost mentality mm. of the crowd. Yeah, there was a there was a thing about how um, you know Bailey was spend, spends a lot of that match essentially not able to take Nia Jax down and not able to um, you know and uh, being sort of the baby face that gets beat up all the time. And the American fans were a little bit kind of saying, well, you're supposed to cheer your baby face on. You're not supposed to just continue singing whilst they're getting their arse kicked. As if there's some kind of strange etiquette to all this. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's hilarious that WWE is the home of wrestling etiquette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the singing is the cheering, though, at this point, though, exactly. surely. That's yeah. it. I think it's like they made that point to JR, and it was a bit like on Twitter, I seem to remember, and JR was saying that, um, it's kind of like the football, you know, you had explained to him that it was a football thing, essentially, mm. and then that kind of became a bit clearer for him because he didn't get it initially either, and it was or like, oh, Grandpa yeah, yeah, Ross. Oh, Grandpa Ross, yeah, he sort of said, it's it's a football thing, and everyone chants and cheers, and it goes on pretty much all night. Mm-hmm. Um, also, as I was going to say about Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe, that this is like what NXT was at this time, was exactly. taking those independent wrestlers, you probably already mentioned this, taking those indie wrestlers and having dream matches that would have been on the indies but are now given the time and the platform, the size of something under a WWE umbrella. Now that's probably a lot of what NXT's lost. Yeah, NXT is just, it's, a, it's an emotionless void of men and women who are clearly in the very, very lethal stages of becoming a professional wrestler, but Unfortunately, they are put on US national TV and to a worldwide audience of millions via the network. So they're not getting that opportunity to get get their feet under them before people are criticizing them. Because the good thing with with them kind of taking out those indie stars was that they had kind of five, ten years of getting over in different places. Agreed. Of at Mm -hmm. least kind of, you know, get like, they may not necessarily know how to work the WWE style in inverted commas, but they still know how to connect to an audience. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Do it it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did we also mention uh, this is it's strange watching a Baron Corbin match where he actually has a decent um, gimmick? Uh, we, <laughs> we, we didn't mention we that, did though. Not say that. The Lone Wolf Baron Corbin, you're a fan for that, are you? you know, of, of all the gimmicks he's had so far, it's probably the better one. To be fair, like, when, he came, when he came out and like, all the lights hit him with the kind of, all the, the kind of spotlight, that was quite cool. Yeah, yeah, really really cool. yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, is, that not, like, is that also like the longest Baron Corbin match to that date? Probably, yeah. Because it's like he used to do a lot of NXT stuff where he was like sub three minute matches because he would just like go, you know, beat someone up and then leave, wouldn't he? And it's always that kind of point where they try and make of the fact that he's a heel because he's not a wrestling fan. Yeah. Yes. Kind of thing. You know, I just have the respect the business. You know what I mean? And all this kind of that rubbish. Um, But no, I say for all. Baron Corbin's probably been the guy that's been screwed over most by the main roster thing on this whole show, mm-hmm. I think. Well, yeah. you could argue Apollo Crews as well. Because, uh, you know, if you, if you looked at that match and kind of went, you know, in a few years' time, this guy's going to be in a Nigerian drum match at WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, right, okay. I can't believe he did okay, that. Cool. I can't believe they fucking did that either. I can't believe Big E was also involved in it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, um, was it like? 
Apollo Crews came out and did like a really good promo. And then the next week he came out with like a Nigerian accent. And it's like, what part of that, that promo did you miss? They were trying to get um, thing me. To, he had General Aziz as well, as, yes, didn't he? General Aziz. Yeah. God damn, that anger was, that was terrible. It was Jesus absolutely Christ. awful. But yeah, that's, that was really my main points that I missed okay. when I was driving. So, sorry. <laughs> All right. This is what comes from double booking yourself. <laughs> we accept your formal apology, Cameron. That's fine. Thank you. That's no problem. Okay, cheers. There we go. Right. Oh. So, let me have a quick look at the guy because I just want to double check. So we've done another NXT show before. We did. So, the did. highest NXT show, NXT Brooklyn, which is number Brooklyn. 14. Ooh, that's I quite would high say up. this show is probably below that. And actually, that is the only NXT show we've done. I was going to say we haven't done many NXT takeovers, think... which I'm pretty sure that's the is that the not, that's not the Iron Man match with um, Sasha no. and Bailey. It's when Bailey is wins, though, isn't it? I think. Yeah, Bailey beats Sasha at this one. Um, yeah, I I'm looking at the table now, and I think this might slot in nicely above WrestleWar, but below King of the Ring '93. Mm. Wrestle War 92, including War Games. Mm, is it better than a War Games show? No, oh, I love, no. What I is that? The classic love, War Game. Yeah, I love that 92 War Games match. No, you, can't, you can't put the five match card, I don't think, above Okay, that, that's fair. Okay. No. So, so underneath that is ECW Living Dangerously 99. I that's don't remember that. much about that show. Maybe it goes above that then, but below Wrestle War. I'd probably hang with that, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what... That would make it the 18th best pay-per-view of all time. There we go. What an award. What an award. That is the first one to get into the top 20 for a long old time as well. Yeah? Uh, yeah, it is, actually. Cool. Uh, we've been very... Um, it does not help that we've watched a lot of shit. <laughs> well, there's been some dross along the way, yes. Hi, Tierney. Uh, isn't isn't it true that like the 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 best is dross is the dross that we made along the way, or is that friends? I forget one of the two. I think no. The 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 dross we love is the dross that was in it all the time. There you go. There you go. Speaking of dross, is it not my pick next? It certainly oh, is now. I love how you hyped that one up. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Let right, me get the page open. Do your worst. Yeah. Now, I, I, promised, I, I promised a choice. You did? Um, so I, I've, got, I've got the a few shows I want to do. Oh, right. God. Do yes. you want to do? Do you want me to stick to my usual routine? <laughs> Ooh. Would Which you like an event that none of us would have seen before? Oh, okay. Ooh. Would you like... A match type I don't think we've done too much of in this show. Oh, okay. Or would you like a tribute show? Or Ooh. would you like to swing on a star? <laughs> um, I'm leaning towards number two. I was thinking that as well, the second option. Okay, well, let's go that with that then. Let's go yeah. with that. Was that the one, a show that none of us have ever seen before? Yes. Yeah. Al, what have we picked? Right, I'm just going to check it's still on the network because it was on the oh network. Boy. That's oh boy. a good start. It's on the network. It's not on a radio or anything. That's good. Um, Positive. Um, I'm, I'm liking this so far. Like I said, I don't, I, I, I don't think you've seen it. I'd be surprised if you have. We are traveling quite a far back in time. Oh, oh God. 
Is this um, showing color? Yes, so it does. Okay, good. Uh, and there no, no. it is. I thought it was on the network. It's two hours, so there you go. Okay. From 1986. Oh, boy. Oh, God. I, I give you the big event. Oh. <laughs> what the hell? I hey? know that this is in Toronto. It's the yep. It's a stadium show. It's headlined by Orndorff and Hogan, and it's a big yep. deal for the attendance sort of thing. It's insane. And uh, yeah, there's this. Obviously, it's an older wrestling event. It's in the pay per view section, even though it wasn't okay. a pay per view. It's in the pay per view wow. section yeah. uh, <laughs> on the network. Oh my! This card is eclectic. <laughs> <laughs> this bodes well. Yeah. Oh my god! This is pure in here, isn't King it? Tonga. Holy shit! <laughs> Bobby uh, so Heenan, yeah. what the hell's going on oh, here? Oh, you're currently Pedro Morales. Al, oh, this is a very interesting card. I well, like you, it. you asked for it. I give you the choice, so you can't complain. Yeah, you brought it, you brought it on, you, brought it on I, yourselves. The, this card might have a lot of um, deceased people in it. That's the only thing. Um, sorry, it's from 1986. <laughs> yes, there's a very good chance it's going to have a lot of deceased people in it. Half the cards just in the ground, <laughs> aren't they? Let's be honest with ourselves. Um, no, one, two, three. Actually, I think there's a match in here that's got an entirely dead... Participants. <laughs> what the oh. hell is a snake pit match? We'll find out. Oh. We'll find out. We will find out at the time, won't we? Oh my god! I think you were referring to that tag team match. Yeah, not looking too, not looking too uh, happy. <laughs> too it, yeah. Oh god! Yeah. We'll confirm oh. that next month. Oh yeah, my somebody, lord! Yeah, somebody can count them next month. But I'm. Uh, I reckon there's at least six or seven, probably more, when you count them up properly. Hang on, there's one, <laughs> two, three. Well, look at look at the schedule. It's this, then it's the truly an inch of the real sum of our trophy, and then it's Ewan's pick. <laughs> oh, so, Jesus. What a roller coaster of emotions this is. What what a summer we've got coming for you in the conquistadors. Um <laughs> Oh my god. Right. So we'll be doing the June one. Now, the July one, which is the Samovar one, might be a little difficult because I'll be in Spain for some of it, and I don't really oh. want to do it from Spain. Oh, yes, you do, Alan. Hey, yes, yeah, you if, do. If I've, I can't. If, if I've just given you live from Gretna Green Train live Station. Live from Gretna can... Green Train Station. Come on. <laughs> Travel a bit, man. <laughs> The problem I got is there's Travel no way I'm going to, there's no way she's going to let me skulk off for an hour or so. Uh, and do a podcast during a holiday. Oh, shit, shit. You stay with the in-laws and we'll get her on. I just realised. I thought of this in advance. I don't know if there's any Spanish shows I could have picked. Oh. <laughs> we could have just done the, the best of El Matador. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what's the time difference? Are they ahead? It's just an hour ahead. Just realised, like, yeah. the 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 projected recorded date is like two days after my birthday. It's what what a birthday treat this would be! Our podcasting from Spain. So wait, 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 for a better presence. Well, hang on. Uh, when's your birthday for? Twelfth uh, of July. We got the recorded down as the fourteenth, but we can oh, move it like the week before. Well, we... No, no, it's fine. I'm not going to spend the week after, so that's fine. Hey. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get, get Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One on my birthday, and then I'm going to get our podcasted from Spain. Ah, oh, what a treat! What a treat. No, I'm not going to the, the, the week after, so the 14th No, we're going to delay it till you're in Spain, because I want you to record in Spain. <laughs> oh, well, the 21st would be okay. It'd have to be the 20th year. But I can't, Fine. like, it, <laughs> the problem we got is I can't just chime in and then chime out, because it is the my, if we're doing the Samovar one, it's all... <laughs> yeah, it's all out. So that's the problem we got. Um, 
By the way, okay, I've, um, I'm making up my rules for that. Ooh. Okay. Fine. Right, I'll, I'll I'll tell you it now. Right. Okay. There's there's one. I've I've decided uh, disqualifications and count outs to swap the trophy. All oh, right. So it's like proper belt rules. Are you happy? No, it swaps the trophy. It does swap the trophy. Yeah, so oh, are you does. happy with that? Are you happy with yeah, that? Champions happy with that? Yeah, champion's advantage. Yeah. All right, okay. So, so, yeah, if you win by DQ, you still get the sum of our trophy. All right, right. Okay. Are, are you happy well, with that? Happy happy with that. I could go back and do a lineage that doesn't include that. That's um, how the Royals do it, isn't it? So it's fine. However, there is one title change I'm ignoring. Ooh. It was at a house show, and apparently, I won't, I won't tell you the participants, we'll get that later. The top Some, rope broke. <laughs> no, somebody beat somebody in a steel cage match. Yeah, by disqualification. I'm not having that bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, I'm yeah. not having yeah. that bullshit. Absolute bullshit. No. No, that's, so that's I'm like, no, nope, that's, that's not that's, enough that's, for the trophy. You're not getting the trophy cancels. on that one. A DQ in a cage match. That's amazing. That's like um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Just the um, Bull Dempsey was in that uh, no DQ match where they didn't do anything that would warrant disqualification. Yeah. I'm sure it was him. Wrestling is really stupid sometimes. Yeah, he did the, the, a no DQ match and they had it like all in the ring and someone got pinned and it's like, but you didn't do anything. Yeah. It's uh, oh. tremendous. But yes, the main event, sorry, the big event, sorry. <laughs> the main event. As I watched the wrong show. Uh, but no, I, I've got it on my list so we can look um, forward yeah, to that. It's, it's a 1986 show, but, but, but what, what it ties in nicely for is we're on about people who want to see wrestling. I don't know what the attendance was. It was crazy, but there was a lot of people wanted to see wrestling. 61,000, um, I believe. Oh, hang on. It's not even on there. Hang on. It's got to be massive. Uh, oh, one estimate is 74,000. Jesus. That's so I, don't know, I don't know how official that was, or if it was WE inflating stuff, well, but yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, what, that's what it was. Yeah, Paul's yeah. in 1986. You're kind of talking height of Hulkamania and things like that anyway. So. Yes. Like they could have just they could have broadcast Hulk Hogan having a wank in the ring and people still come watch. Don't well, even know. I I, I don't think the matches are in their entirety. Just to warn you, I don't think it's going oh, to take away from brother. But I think there is a little bit of clipping going on. Just to, okay. The version on the network is the version released for VHS. Ah, okay. So okay. I think okay. they're trying the best to cram it into two hours. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, of course, because they'll have to limit for the tape. Yeah, right. Although you say that a, a lot of it, because if you go back and watch like WrestleMania 5, 6, or even 7 on tape, um, yeah. it's all clipped. All the matches are clipped very well, I must say. Not obviously, mm. but the network's got the full versions on it. So, yeah, it was like the original version was close to four hours, but the recording would go two and a half to three on the VHS. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There you go. There's, there's a little bit of okay, I'm looking forward to doing a big event because it's, uh, it's a big event. They should have they should have come up with a better name for it. I think we'll discuss that at the time. Possibly, yes. Yes. No. yes. Moose Mania, they, for example. There you go. I found it. Uh, NXT TakeOver Conan Rival. Baron Corbin defeated Bull Dempsey by Pinfall in a no DQ match, and they didn't do a single thing in that match that would warrant a disqualification. Tremendous. I bet they used the open. I bet the punch. Did they use open hand slaps? Did they no, you put you right. They did put you would have done a close fist. Well, especially you that, that that would have been the rule. Yeah, that's the same show where <laughs> um, Kevin Owens beat Sami Zayn for the for the uh, NXT Championship. 
Glory Time right. of the Year with Tommy debuted that one. I should have picked that show. That was a good one as well. Oh, God, yeah. Christ. Yeah. I wonder what he's doing these days. He's still the um, New Japan, isn't he? I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, he's in... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, I missed he that. Is oh, the Japan, he is the New Japan strong champion right now. Did oh. not have a favourable time in NXT, did our Hideo time. Uh, no. <laughs> I think right. it's like... He seemed like he was going to get a big push because I remember they did like a whole backstage thing with him at, at the WrestleMania that year. Mm-hmm. But then that's when he did a shoulder injury and he was out for like a year. Yeah. And I think that completely derailed him. And when he came back, he just kind of, yeah, couldn't find the right place to kind of, couldn't find his place. And then, yeah, they let him go. Yeah. Yep. Just, just so, you know, try not to read about this event on Wikipedia or anything because there's a, there's a bit that happens in it. I'd love you just to watch I'm gonna. I've, I've literally just added the show to my um, list on the network. I'm not going to look at anything else until I watch the show. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. one bit that I think's hilarious. Um, okay. But just just watch it. It's best if you watch it without knowing what's coming. I think it's really funny. That sounds good to me. Okay. Oh, so. All right. So there you go. The big event. That is where we're going next. Yeah. Look forward to that next week, folks. I, I, I guess. Look forward to it. Yes. Look forward to it. I don't yeah. think it'll, it won't be an excellent show, but I don't think it'll be a terrible show. At the <laughs> we'll I think it's going to be one of these shows where it's going to be more, more enjoyable. Well, you you use it too hard on old wrestling, you know. He's a very, very critical when it comes to old wrestling. So. Um, I'm just very critical in general, so, you know, <laughs> comes with the territory. But, uh, yeah. So. On that's... another note, Cam, I think Anna might have got promoted tonight. They have. Uh, I thought so. Still winning last time I looked. Still got, Wait, greatness, it, still got greatness turnstiles, though. Is this uh, football <laughs> chat? Yeah, yeah, this is football chat. Uh, this is what, Division 1 chat? League 1 chat now? Yeah. yeah I'll, drop in the, I'll drop in the match to date him and you can carry on. Hang on. There you go. I was just saying, apparently, I'm just reading that Annan have won their um, playoff tonight to get promoted up to League One. So It's been a while since we've had a, a random football update during the shows. So that's good. That's, that's a big call. Well, that's good. Yeah, usually it's Rangers, but you know. Air uh, uh, United haven't fared too well. I think they were 3 0 down good. last I looked. It's oh, only the first well. leg. But, yeah. cool. Well, it's kind of local to Cameron to a degree. It's more local to Ewan. Bunch of inbred. Oh, that's true. Yes. Wow. Yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ewan's good and heavy there, I don't think you can hear him there, just randomly swearing about people. Yeah, well, Ewan being the Kilmarnock fan will not have a high opinion of Air United, I'm guessing. <laughs> no. Exactly. No. Bunch of granny fuckers, that's cool. what they are. That Bunch was, of granny uh... fuckers. <laughs> I mean... Nice. <laughs> I've never met them, so I can't offer an opinion on that, to be honest, but I have to trust what Ewan says, you know? Well, to be fair, there's only, there's only three of them, so, you know... <laughs> What, what a great way to end the football chat. Yeah. Apo- giving an apology to the entire citizens of Air. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. No, no apologies. I, I apologise to no man. No, I don't I don't apologize for no, I'm not because I'm getting myself in trouble over quite now. Well, on that bombshell. That'd be nice if that happened. Anyway. Uh, was, um, was it last show you and asked um your fella from podcasting out for a fight, who was it? <laughs> so I was I was still calling out Conrad Thompson last time. Yeah, Conrad Thompson called out a fight. Now you called out the entirety of Air out for a fight. I mean, that's like three people, a dog, and uh, I don't know. Join us, join us next week to find out who you, who you is taking on in the octagon next. 
God. Mr. T. <laughs> Mr. T. Excuse me, I'm Mr. T. Yeah, it'll be the title. Oh, that'll, that'll be the match. That'll be the title. Yeah. Who's the true Mr. T? Oh no, it's Harlem Heat over again. <laughs> oh, oh man, that'd be great. Is anyone well, Mr. T about these parts, sucker? First name Mr. Middle name period. Last name T. Oh god, well on that note. I was going to say, in England, that, that middle name is not the best, but anyway. <laughs> <sighs> oh, God. Right, let's wrap this up before we end up yeah. getting ourselves in more trouble. That's it. I'll, I'll fade out there, don't worry. It's, we're, the music's already come up by now, don't worry. All right, perfect. We're out. Yeah,